Meow, I'm Kat, and you're in for a treat. Straight out of the oven, it's Cinema Buns, with another hot, fresh take on film. Let's dig in. Hey bunnies, pretty much all September long, you can listen spoiler-free. Sometimes we have episodes where we describe in detail the film. This month is not one of those. All month long, we're talking about posters. Pretty much the poster, not the movie. Therefore, you can enjoy boiler-free. Now let's dig into the bun, hun. Good morning and happy bun day. Welcome to September. We are spending all month long doing discussions about movie posters. Woohoo! We wanted to pay tribute to the posters behind, or rather before, the movies. Probably we'll have another month where we talk about movie trailers, but this month we wanted to talk about the art of the movie poster, as well as some mishaps. And so, to give you an intro to this month, we brought back marvelous Miss Molly. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? You know, I'm on my second apartment remodel of the quarantine, so I'm... (laughs) Doing great. Hanging in there. Nice. <laughs> so, off the bat, I wanted to mention that movies in general are entertaining art. That's what I think of most often. Like, the movie's purpose can be to entertain or to be artistic. However, there's a big third component, and that is creating that profit. So, <laughs> we wanted to talk about movie posters because that is a big part of the marketing behind the movie not just uh is it a nice beautiful (laughs) uh successful product on its own but how do the people know about it so we are going to do specific topics in more depth throughout the month so today i'm not discussing many horror movie posters disney movie posters or book to movie adaptations because i will have specific podcasts about each of those but yeah we kind of wanted to talk about posters in general the good the bad the ugly if you're interested in the bad or the ugly we are going to have a bonus episode that will come out on friday where we're going to talk about some big misses in the poster world as well as posters that kind of give away the whole plot on the movie (laughs) so molly when i first texted you and uh, said we were doing movie posters what were a few that like jumped to mind right away um i would say jaws Mm -hmm. The poster for Ready or Not, uh, I know that there's a few for that one, but the one where the bride is in the middle of it, Metropolis, Mm -hmm. and um, then Chinatown and Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. All very famous ones. Jaws was the very first one that came to my mind, as well (laughs) as uh, my wife. And it could be that we have a Jaws poster in our house. However, I suspect for a lot of people, it's a pretty iconic poster. When I asked my wife what other ones came to her mind, she said Eyes Wide Shut and Field of Dreams, which are two very different movies as well as very different posters. However, both kind of uh, iconic, easy-to-remember posters as well as she really liked the new It posters. I don't think either of us saw... Well, I know I didn't, but I don't think she even saw the new It. But she said that that red balloon immediately knew, made you realize what the movie was going to be. Either that or you thought maybe you were seeing Christopher Robin, but... (laughs) 
The posters that come to my mind as instantly recognizable, memorable, stood the test of time. The Graduate, Gone with the Wind, Breakfast at Tiffany's, the first Star Wars poster, and Metropolis as well. So I wanted to make another disclaimer to tell everyone this month is going to be a bit interesting because movie posters are visual and this podcast is auditory so i understand the limitations however allow us to illustrate with our beautiful words a mind picture for you But I also wanted to mention that as we go along, like next week when we discuss Disney posters, I am going to put a link in the description that has all of the posters we discussed. So today, Molly and I may mention posters that you have to kind of find on your own. However, um, we're about to get into a section where I am going to put the link in the description and you can follow along with us. We are talking about like theatrical release posters, not so much like alternative posters from around the world or, you know, second release posters or something. So keep that in mind as we go along. I wanted to say that at the beginning. Molly, what are your, some of your personal favorite posters? One of my um, absolute favorites uh, is is actually Metropolis. Like, I just, I love that poster so much. And I'm I'm not sure what it is about it. It might be, like, the color scheme that they have. But I just feel like it's it's very Art Deco in my mind. And it's, you can just look at it and kind of, you, you understand the story it's telling. But you can also, like, imagine yourself what the story is going to be in your own mind. Yeah, you know, the I think the Metropolis poster is so effective because I think so many people have not seen this film, but it's mm-hmm. memorable in their mind because of this poster. Right. And I think you're right about the, the Art New Deco. The, the building shapes are very uh, dramatic. But I think what really seals this is the font on the text metropolis it just looks so jarring and i mean Uh like the t and the p the way they stick down at the bottom like they look like knives it's so effective as well as just the eeriness of the the like android in the front Uh it reminds me of something that comes later after metropolis which is a bunch of doctor who stuff like the cybermen like my favorite poster of all time is the original nightmare before christmas poster if you are looking this up there's some newer ones where it has like all the characters i'm talking about the original one where jack is on the hill and there's the moon behind him there's this whole theme in a bunch of posters of like moon in the background um but this one is just so well done i've had this poster hanging in my room since high school i think it's like the most beautiful poster and i did want to do an honorable mention to the 3d post well the poster's not 3d but it's advertising the 3d release of nightmare before christmas and they have all of the characters sitting in the theater looking at you as if you were the movie and they all have 3d glasses on and it says 3d so real it's scary And I thought that was, like, really fun. And then another one of my favorites is the Little Miss Sunshine poster is really beautiful. I have that one in my room. That's one of my lists, too, yeah. It's so pretty. that I usually don't like yellow, as you will hear over and over and over again on the Disney episode next week. Um, But I'm not a very, like, yellow or red fan. But it's very effective here because it matches the yellow Volkswagen that they drive in. And so I thought that was really well done. And it also, like, gives a little headshot of all the 
characters in the the actors in the movie, mm-hmm. which I thought was really a fun way to introduce everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a definitely good one. Um, another one is Moonstruck. Oh, it, that's a moon one too, right? <laughs> She's got yeah, Cher in the center of the poster, kind of like with her arms out, like mm-hmm. in a jump hug dance move with a big full moon behind her. <laughs> yeah, it's very like. Um, you you almost think that she's uh, like her witches of Eastwick character. Like she's just like possessed. Yes. She's dancing. You're like, I want to be part of whatever that ritual is. What right. I love about this poster is that it doesn't have Nicolas Cage on it, who's like in the movie. <laughs> I know, and actually, like one of his best roles yes. in like being entirely serious. Yes. Him in this movie is phenomenal. Yeah, he's he's really fun as this romantic lead, and by fun I mean he's like this monotone wolf man. But he's so like <laughs> it's it works so well. They have bizarre chemistry, and I love it. Um, but it's so funny that he's not on this poster. But they really, I mean, share I guess sells it. Yeah, and I mean like immediately when I look at the poster, I think snap out of it. Like that's the snap first thing that pops into my head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what is one of my favorite posters, which say what you will about the movie, but I love the Gone with the Wind. It's so iconic. The, oh, yeah. Uh, it's like so dreamy. I really am going to, as you'll see on this list, prefer like hand-drawn kind of posters. Mm-hmm. I really love the art of that versus yes. some of these like uh, Anatomy of a Murderer is one that um, is on this list we're going to get to in a minute of like the top best 50 movies posters. And I'm just like, it's so boring to me. The Gone with the Wind stuff is very dreamy and it's also like, oh my gosh, with the South burning on the poster, uh, uh-huh. kind of a spoiler, but it's like it's so oh my gosh, evocative, it's so it's so dramatic. I also there's this poster, I don't even know if I've seen the original movie, but the poster is so good and that's the first War of the Worlds. Oh yeah. The poster is like this couple, they look like they're in the 50s, they've got like the long skirt and they're clutching each other and this hand comes down from above and is like this alien kind of creepy claw and there's like red fire behind them. It's it's very effective. I love that. The Moulin Rouge poster is really beautiful. Personally, to me, I love that one. Really effective, like red which again I don't love red but the red dress that Nicole Kidman wears really beautiful with the windmill in the background and then the last one that I was like I've got to talk about on like my personal favorite list is the Watchmen poster there's quite a few when you look it up you'll find quite a few different ones but if you just type in Watchmen and go to the Wikipedia it'll say this is a theatrical release one it's it has the whole cast they did ones with like each cast member but this has the whole main cast on the front and it's so awesome the contrast of the blue black sort of cityscape their costumes and then you have the yellow Watchmen at the bottom And then at the top, it says, from the visionary director of 300, which, like, who cares? But the yellow (laughs) at the top and the bottom are both just, like, really striking. And so I think that that yellow is really effective because it mirrors um, throughout the movie the smiley face, which is yellow, that is an important prop slash imagery throughout. Uh, Sounds of the Lamb poster. Mm -hmm. Lamb's poster. Why I like it so much is the just attention to detail in it 
I guess it's um, a moth um, that's covering up the, the mouth of Jodie Foster on the poster. There's a skull on it, but it's actually not a skull. It's the it's bodies of women. And I'm just like, that attention to detail is amazing to me. Do you think that's Jodie Foster on the poster? I think so, yeah. I always just thought it was like a woman, like one of the victims. But it would be oh, quite, gotcha. quite interesting if it is Jodie Foster that really adds quite a bit I to I always it. assumed it was Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to think that she's uh, one of the victims. But, <laughs> right. it, I mean, she is sort of in the trap. So, And again, as I said at the beginning, this is sort of a spoiler-free episode. So we're talking, like, about movies, but we're going to withhold any, like, plot-giving-away details. Well, Sounds of the Lambs is on this list of uh, top 50. So do you want to jump into that one? Yeah, let's do it. If anyone wants to follow along, we're on this uh, article that you can find in the description of today's podcast, but it's from Empire, and it's the top 50 posters for whatever. They made a list. Um, (laughs) So we're going to go through that real quick, because a bunch of the ones that I wanted to talk about are on this list. And then after, there are a few poster makers that I wanted to mention, because as I went through this, I noticed how many times the same people were credited doing the posters. So a lot of your favorite posters and the most iconic famous ones are all done by the same people. So I hope we have time to get to it at the end, but I wanted to mention Bill Gold, William Reynolds Brown, Richard Amsel, and Soul Bass, because they come up again and again and again. And sometimes it's hard to tell who did what poster, because Wikipedia will like credit one person as making the poster, and then you go to that movie, and it credits someone else. And it's because a lot of these people collabed, or they did the first iteration of it, the first draft, and then someone else completed it. So keep that in mind if you're fact-checking us. Um, so as we mentioned, Little Miss Sunshine was on both of our lists of favorites. That's number 50 on this So if you want to see what that poster looks like. Oh, you know, this version doesn't have all of their faces. My version that's in my room up at the top where it says Greg Kinnear, Steve Carell, it actually has a little photo of all of them. So maybe my version that I have in my bedroom is like a later release or like the DVD cover. But um, this just has the text at the top. So... Um, Still a great poster, but I kind of like the one that has all of their little photos at the top. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. The Graduate, number 49 on list. It has such a good, like, mix of the photo of the famous seduction scene, Mrs. Robinson, her leg in front of Dustin Hoffman. And he's just looking like cool as a cucumber over there, hands in his pocket. Like, (laughs) you don't get, like, how panicky he is in that scene. And the tagline is, this is Benjamin. He's a little worried about his future, which is such a funny (laughs) contrast because you're like, oh, it seems like he's doing okay. Um, (laughs) So I've not seen Mean Streets. It's an interesting poster. Uh, this poster is very, like, James Bond-ish to me, I think. I, I do like, um, we're not going to talk about every poster, but I want to mention this one because it makes me think of the beginning of Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yeah. Those, the, the title sequence of Catch Me If You Can has, yeah, like, these little illustrations. I thought those were really good. Oh, Fear and Loathing, that's a very famous poster. I'm surprised yeah. that one didn't come to mind when I... I know. Yeah, same with me too. But I was like, once I saw it, I was like, oh, of course. You wanted to mention The Thing? Yeah, I just, I love The Thing. (laughs) (laughs) I have a soft spot for that movie. (laughs) Yeah, but I just, I I love that poster. (laughs) 
So we're going to do a whole um, leading right before October, leading in the last week of September, we're going to do a horror movie poster episode. And so um, I will be going through many horror movie posters most of which I probably have not seen the movie and I'll probably be rating how scary I find them. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to ask you what you thought of number 42, the social network poster. It has, um, Oh, what's this dude? Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, Is it Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. It has his face. He's sitting there looking stumped. Um, and it has, you don't get to 500 million friends without making a few enemies. And then turned on its side, it says the social network and it's blue, like the old Facebook, uh, top screen. Yeah. Um, I mean, my whole thing with posters is I like, ones that like if I was passing by I would stop and be like oh what's this like it catches my attention I just feel like this one I would walk by it Mm -hmm. I hate this poster here's my problem with it um exactly what Molly's saying it's supposed to be something that maybe you see it the first time you're driving by it it needs to be recognizable you need to know what it's for and it needs to make you want to see the movie this I definitely would walk by I don't care about this white boy and like I don't think he was that famous at the time at all. So it's not like you see someone's face and you're like, oh, I've got to go see that movie because it has that guy in it. Right. It has so many different fonts going on. Like the size of all the words are different. The font changes. Some of them are italicized. Some of them are not. And then you have this social network banner on its side, which is very weird because everyone knows the Facebook banner is right side up. So like, why is it on its side? I hate that. I don't think this is an effective poster at all. Um, The Breakfast at Tiffany's poster is one that I'm shocked it didn't come to my mind right away because that's so iconic. There's the um, theatrical release poster, which is like the illustration of her. And then later on, you have the ones where it's the photo of Audrey in, in front of Tiffany's. And that one's also pretty iconic i don't know this rocketeer one but it looks exactly like metropolis i love the poster yeah it looks so much like uh, metropolis and it says yeah it came out in 1991 i don't know that because it's a, a disney oh yeah disney's much underrated art deco period superhero flip but yeah i've never heard of it but it's an amazing poster timothy dalton is in it yeah it is very interesting what i like about this rocketeer poster the reason i wanted to mention it other than being metropolis like is the motion on the poster i think is very effective i found this a lot when i'm looking at posters that like if something is coming towards you or moving that tends to be more engaging than the stagnant like jesse eisenberg staring at you mm-hmm. i didn't find that as effective unless what Molly mentioned, the Silence of the Lambs one, she is staring at you. However, like, which she's got a moth over her mouth. Oh, wait, the moth, those are women. Like, the detail draws you in as you look more. Yeah. So I really like movement on poster. This Apocalypse Now poster is really interesting because it's not, like, beautiful, but it is very interesting. It kind of reminds me of, like some of the star trek movies where the faces yeah. are I like this poster because it, it is a it is a dark film apocalypse now <laughs> yeah. and you just look at the poster mm-hmm. and you feel uncomfortable yes at least i do yeah you mentioned something really important and that is that the poster needs to fit the tone of the movie i find that to be very odd when the poster is incredibly cheery and then the movie is not. So I like that this kind of tells you what you're getting. It is weird to me that they're selling Brando as like, since he's not 
in the movie for a ton of it. Um, however, he's the, the selling point, I suppose. Yeah, one thing about the graduate poster, which is so funny, is because the, you're confused by it. Like, you immediately, but like in a good way, because you're like, he's worried about his future, but he's seeing this attractive woman's leg. He seems okay. Like, you, you get a sense of dramatic irony or humor from that and that's what a lot of the movie is you are going to have people all going to see the graduate and coming away with different ideas about it so i think the poster does fit that yeah um i'm not going to go in detail about the next poster but halloween is like such a good poster yeah Uh, i'll just say that yeah it's it's a great poster we'll talk about it more on my horror episode but wow that is a good good poster holy cow for anyone listening and not looking at the pictures as we go along it's like a pumpkin and a knife but the pumpkin is like drawn so that you're seeing like spikes at the bottom so it basically all looks like a claw (laughs) Um, This Clockwork Orange poster is very interesting because I guess they made the poster and then the movie didn't come out for many years. I guess Kubrick decided to wait on it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but this Mm. poster is quite good. We'll probably talk about it again when we talk about book to movie adaptations because the book poster is quite different but the tagline is being the adventures of a young man whose principal interests are rape ultraviolence and beethoven which like gives you a pretty good indication of what you're in for with that movie mm-hmm. uh your metropolis is on here is number 33 yes it is <laughs> and then this is that anatomy of a murder one i mentioned number 32 where with, uh, jimmy stewart yeah, I don't love this poster. What is? What am I trying to think of that the art style this is? It's not minimalist. It's just, it's like, it's very modern, I guess. Um, modern in like an Andy Warhol kind of a way. Yes. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. I don't like the yellow. I don't like the red. That being said, this poster, I've never seen the movie, but I definitely recognize this poster. So it's effective. It must be a good poster, but it doesn't make me want to go see the movie, which is probably okay. I don't know if I'd enjoy it or not anyways. It reminds me of the book cover for Streetcar Named Desire. These dramatic illustrations. And then all this briefly cover this one because this will definitely go into your horror part Mm -hmm. but the exorcist is always an iconic poster in my mind as well see and i hate this poster i don't get anything from it it is credited over and over again of being like super memorable and it's in people's dorm rooms and maybe not anymore but um (laughs) it's supposed to be like a big deal poster and this is by bill gold who we're going to talk about in a minute but um i just don't get anything from this like i think this guy showing up I think he's the priest. I think he's showing up to do an exorcist. To me, yes. he could be like Mary Poppins. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get fear from this. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I like it, but I think it's because maybe, like, I, I know what this image means, yeah. but only because I saw the movie. Yeah. I don't know if I would like it so much if I hadn't seen the movie. Okay, you know what would scare me more about this poster would be if the lettering on The Exorcist was scarier. Mm. Like that, if I saw like a knife or I guess there's, it, it's, uh, The Exorcist is more of a possession. So maybe if there were like a ghost or something. But if the lettering were in some way, the way that the lettering on Metropolis is, where it's very dramatic, that might add yeah, to it more like for Times me. Roman numeral. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Forbidden Planet is a gorgeous poster. I love that style where it's the 
hand drawn. I'm a sucker for this. <gasps> that that my sister has this poster in her bedroom. It is like just so fun. It really makes you want to watch sci-fi movies. And a lot of these sci-fi movies, I think um, something like when you come across the Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. Yes. Most people haven't even seen that film, and I've heard that film's like not even that great. But that poster is incredible. I actually read that people got mad because the poster was so good, and the movie is just a lot of like a, a giant hand coming towards someone, and they're like, "Where's the giant woman?" And so the poster is like too good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I love this style. It is fun. And I love all of the words at the bottom. You can read them. They're red, but they are not distracting from the art of the planet itself. Yeah. Really good, really dramatic. Um, number 29 is my Gone with the Wind poster. It's just really beautiful. Um, problematic as the film is itself. Um, <laughs> glorification of the South, etc. It's a really pretty. Her sleeve falling off. It's very like trashy romance novel kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Ugh. Especially because um, Scarlet is not a fainting blushing beauty (laughs) so this poster cracks me up because i'm like girl she should be on the very opposite of her character she should be on the horse riding out of there no prisoners strong feminist woman yeah i think the poster would have been good at the end of the first act when she's like i'll never go hungry again and she's uh, you know, reaching towards the heavens. Like, that would be a very dramatic image. But this would have really gotten audiences to go. And the one on this oh, yeah. Empire like, list... Stop and be like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Well, audiences at the time, I think, would have responded to this more than a poster where Scarlet's like Rosie the Riveter, <laughs> you know? Um, this is the re-release poster, but it's pretty close to the original poster. So that's why this one has the Academy Award at the bottom. That wouldn't yeah. have been on the original poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hate this Star Wars Phantom Menace oh, poster. Yeah, well, it's just, like, not fun, and episode one, The Phantom Menace, is fun. (laughs) Like, if you're going to have Jar Jar Binks in a film, don't put this poster, which looks like it's advertising for, like, Logan or something. Like, this is very dramatic. I think what bothers me is that it's so far away. Like, if it had been very up close, and you had seen little Anakin and some of the other characters and then maybe the shadow behind him if you want to have that. I think the thing about it being that spoiler is like at least it's recognizable especially because you're introducing all new actors so you want to carry through that hey guys this is Star Wars but it's so awful. The colors are so beigey and boring. It doesn't Mm -hmm. stand out. Yeah there's I mean there's not much to this poster like it I wouldn't Honestly, like, except for the shadow, I don't think I'd even realize it was a Star Wars poster. I hate it. Yeah, Star Wars, you need to have, like, um, some space, like, some battle, like, scenes, like, in outer space, like, some spaceships give us something, a lightsaber, like, no. Um, the yeah. next one, I've never seen, I don't know anything about the driver, but I just want to mention, I love that style. It's kind of the same style as, um, you mentioned Chinatown. hmm yes, yeah. It's very pretty. I like that. Okay, I hate this poster for Nymphomaniac. I mean, I don't know what you do to make a poster for a movie that's just, like... I don't even think I've actually even heard of this movie. Oh, Nymphomaniac is that one where it's, like, 
three or four hours long and it's just sex and it's supposed to be oh like my God. it's supposed to be like really gross like it's supposed to well I shouldn't like kink shame but it's supposed to be very like fetishy like okay. nasty kind of like shock porn and so um, I don't know oh, how yeah, you make a poster for it and, yeah okay um, I thought it had famous actors in it. I'm going to get that wrong, but I, I, I don't know why, but in my mind... Oh my gosh, what's his name? The kid from Holes. Oh, Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, I don't know why, but Shia LaBeouf is in this movie in my mind. Okay. Is he in I this movie? probably see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this has Uma Thurman in it. Uh, I don't, actually don't know much about this movie, probably for the best. But yeah, it's, it's supposed to be um, sort of a Georgia O'Keeffe reference here on this poster. Okay. But, like, it's just not enough to get, like, if you have to stare at it that long before you're like, oh, (laughs) that is that, Um, (laughs) it's not effective. (laughs) Like, so a little dot somewhere in there may may have sold it more. So not a crazy, not crazy about that. No. Um, Okay. And then they mentioned the attack of the 50 foot woman. Oh, I wanted to mention this um, number 22 full metal jacket poster is really good. I'm not crazy about a ton of white space but this is so good because it really stands out what they want it to and if you were driving by you would see this and you would recognize it and it would like immediately let you know this is a movie about military stuff and it's very kubrick-esque um you know it's got some funny like it says born to kill on the on the helmet but then there's also a peace sign and there's also bullets like it's just letting you know right away this is a kubrick film and then Uh the tagline in vietnam the wind doesn't blow it sucks you're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right you're saying blow and suck in a sentence yeah (laughs) like it's a good i like this do you like this I do like this one, yeah, and I feel like the white is the best way to go because it actually draws attention to the subtle details on the helmet. Like, you can see the the shell casings better. You can see the actual design on the actual helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like this one. Okay, I was curious if the Blade Runner book had the same... Okay. I like this Blade Runner poster a lot. The illustration is not exactly as dreamy as I enjoy, but this is not a dreamy movie, so I think this fits it well. But yeah, this reminds me a lot of, like, um, Schwarzenegger movies or something. Like, I I think, like, it makes me think I'm seeing Total Recall or um, The Sixth Day or one of those kind of ones, which um, it kind of is like that, but it it probably is meant to be more highbrow than that. Right, yeah pretty good and then i actually like the the truman show poster i do too it's really cool i think if it's overdone like i think they've tried to use this um like my high school yearbook sophomore year used this and i wasn't crazy about it but this is really good because his life is made up of all of these scenes Uh i think it's yeah very striking and you can tell it's jim carrey it's not like in your face the first thing but it definitely like those teeth are very recognizable <laughs> yeah. you know the goodfellas poster i like a lot um i'm sure godfather is on this list as well those are both pretty good posters but it is weird on the goodfellas poster that de niro is like forefront in the middle there as it's <laughs> ray Liotta's film but i guess de niro sells movie tickets yeah. The train spotting poster, I actually prefer the more colorful one. There's like a few different versions of this poster, and I don't like the one they have here on this list as much. Honestly, I feel like 
it, it's great for like a CD cover. Yeah. You know, like they look like a band. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very like, I think this is the cranberries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Ghostbusters is like supposedly the most recognizable logo anywhere. So the poster itself maybe doesn't make me want to see the movie, but that image of the ghost being blocked out is very recognizable. Yeah, I, I like that one, actually, yeah. <laughs> I would have been okay, since they have it on there twice. They have it large with the ghost with the red across him, and then they have it again in the logo. So I think I would have liked if on the poster it had been Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, like the whole four of them, and with their bus behind them, like their, um, mm. not, it's not a bus, the, the ghost mobile. Uh, yeah, the, the hearse. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Um... You know, with their like ghost hunting guns, I think that would have been cool. And then had the little ghost in the logo, but, um, what do I know? <laughs> uh, Pulp Fiction's a great poster. That's in everybody's dorm room. Super recognizable. Yeah. I like that one. I think just cause it, um, like just, what am I trying to say? <laughs> um, I like it because it it reminds me of like it would be a cover of a, an old like seventies book, a Pulp Fiction book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I like that it has Uma on there and not Travolta, Jackson, like people who you would usually put men on the poster. Right. And okay, so you put a woman on the poster because sex sells. I actually don't think that she's like exploited on this cover she's not got cleavage all. but it's not um over the top and you know it's not not like you're seeing really even curves or anything like the most yeah. scintillating thing about it is her stare and then like she's got black heels on but i don't i think it's kind of like she's the one in control there she's got the gun in front of her she's choosing to look at you i feel yeah yeah and i mean i i Going through like posters and looking around, I realized that I do, I, I like Quentin Tarantino's posters. Yeah, like you can tell a lot of thought actually goes into them. Yeah, I was thinking this airplane poster would not come out post nine eleven. We're more conservative now with our depictions of airplanes and such. Um, but the font of the airplane makes me think of when you first got Word as a kid, like Word on the computer, and you were like, I can do fonts. <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah, of course, The Godfather's on here. You know, I actually don't like this Godfather picture here. I like the logo up top with the marionette strings, but Marlon Brando looks like he's choking this cat, and I know he's not, so <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, you mentioned Chinatown. That's definitely on here. That's Richard yeah. Amsel, who I wanted to call out at one point. He also did Flash Gordon poster. He did uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He did The Last Picture Show, and he did The Sting, Richard Amsel. Oh, and Dark Crystal. And so, um, oh, that's literally listed right in front of me. <laughs> I went and looked that up separate, so that kind of cracked me up. Um, nice. But anyways, yeah, I, that is a really beautiful poster. Um, yeah, it is, it's, and it's also one of my all-time favorite movies. Back to the Future is a good poster. That's that same thing that I was saying, like the motion's coming towards you, the fire's coming in your direction. American Beauty is a great poster. Very, it's so minimal, and then it has... Uh-huh like the red rose is uh there's your oh, silence the with the lambs yeah. i didn't realize that <laughs> mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, the Jurassic Park one, I actually, I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. The logo's so great, and I love that. But I, I think maybe they want you to pay to see the movie to see some dinosaurs. <laughs> From my memory, and I could be totally wrong on this, but I think it's also more sticking to the original book. Mm. Yeah, I think I just really want to see dinosaurs, but I guess maybe again they want you to pay (laughs) like go see the movie and then you can see some dinosaurs i guess it's hard for me to see this now already having known how successful the franchise is but if i saw this and i knew nothing about it it might be quite interesting to be like oh a dinosaur film yeah i mean for me this would definitely pull me and i'd be like wait what um, the Vertigo poster is by Saul Bass, who I wanted to mention, or Soul Bass. I'm not sure what his Saul yeah, Bass. Yeah, this is again a, a really good one. One of my favorites. He also did the Anatomy of a Murder, which is the same kind of style, where it's like these silhouette people. And he also did the Shining poster, which I hate that poster. It, the Shining poster, look it up. It's like it, the little kid's face looks like Chucky. <laughs> Like, it's uh, it's very strange to me. I know, like, it's scary, but I don't think it's scary fitting the way the movie is scary. I guess he wanted that one to be red, but Kubrick changed it to yellow, the Shining poster. But this Vertigo uh, poster is beautiful. Yeah. And it's a... I feel like it also... It, it tells you what it's going to be about. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's weird, but it does. Like, I see this poster, and I'm like, oh, okay. I, I kind of get an idea of what this movie is like even if it didn't have alfred hitchcock on it i mean if you see alfred hitchcock you know it's going to be like a suspense thriller but even if it didn't i would just automatically assume oh this is going to be suspenseful yeah and uh it's amazing that they're able to capture what you're saying in an abstract way yeah exactly it's like a dream sequence or something. It's so interesting. Uh, oh, my Star Wars poster I mentioned was on here. Um, I really like that style. I'm not crazy about the lightsaber going like three different ways because it doesn't really do that in the movie. But <laughs> other than that, very cool. Um, number two is Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I was going to say all of the Indiana Jones movie posters, great marketing behind that movie. Even the coloring of the letters, the ombre from red, yellow, white, like that fade in the typography of, oh my gosh, so... Yeah, they did good. The only one I don't like is the most recent, um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, we, but all the that, others I like. That movie doesn't exist. Um, but <laughs> yes, we don't, exist. we know. Um, last crusade, actually, my brother has had that poster in his room my whole life and it's a really good poster. So all of those are done. And number one, of course, is Jaws. It's like so iconic. That's yeah. just like redone over and over and over and over again. It's, and I feel like it also, like, at least for me, like it takes me back to a memory. You know, it's like I see this and I automatically remember the very first time I saw it where it's like, oh, my gosh, went over to my aunt and uncle's when I was like six. Mm -hmm. Um, And I watched it during the summer. We were going to go to the beach like a month later. (laughs) Well, it's so scary, but it's also not like what I love about this is that if they did this poster nowadays, it would have like a live action, very realistic shark. And this picture that is clearly hand drawn, um, where like, I mean, this shark has more teeth than 
<laughs> anyone, girl. Um, and like, the, I'm. It's so. It's yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, honestly, I feel like if this poster was created today, I don't think it would have the same effect for me. You can't improve on this. I feel like I, this poster, I think, is very influential. Even something like you can buy a goofy T-shirt online that has like a cat where the shark oh, is yeah, coming up. Yeah, paw. <laughs> like there's there's so many um, spoofs of this and but like it's kind of minimal in that you have a lot of blue space, you have a lot of white, and then you really just have the two things. You've got the shark and the girl. It's not like the entire beach or you know, they didn't right. they didn't say we're gonna need a bigger boat or something like that. Like right. they really just relied on the fear of Jaws, like you really just get the shark's mouth. And I know, but it's like in this one image, it's like you know what it's going to be about. Yeah, especially because you're not really going to see the entire shark for most of the movie. <laughs> so, and it's I like that. Awesome, yeah, really, really well done. So that's this list for anyone who wants to go through that. I know we didn't really take a lot of time describing each poster, but we're trying to just give a big overview. Um, there were a few honorable mentions I wanted to shout out that weren't on that list. So if you are playing along and you want to look these up as we go, the 2012 poster is really interesting. It's like this monk standing on the edge and there's this sort of typhoon wave coming towards him. And that's just a really beautiful image, I think. The movie itself, not great, but I thought that was a very beautiful picture. <laughs> that's another Nicolas Cage one, right? No, uh, that's actually John Cusack. Oh, okay. Oh, gosh. There's so many movies like that now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower is a really beautiful poster. They Mm. use this, like, neon-y green sort of shade very well. I think it's similar to the Little Miss Sunshine poster, where it's pretty much all one color and then you have the cast. The reason the Sunshine poster is better is because there's movement that they're all running towards the bus this is sort of just three kids looking at you so uh, not as effective but it gives you the feel of these kids leaning against a wall it kind of looks like you're going to see like the outsiders or breakfast club like a a teen rebel kind of film you know rebel without a cause something like that Um, i'm actually kind of surprised that um Beetlejuice wasn't on this list. I just feel like, I don't know, there's just like, I, I love, one, I loved this movie growing up as a kid. I was a weird child. <laughs> but I loved Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Beetlejuice poster is so much fun. I love, like, he's holding the uh, Alec Baldwin's head in his hand. Like, there's a wedding dress. There's a lot going on that you're like, wow, th- like, this is a good poster. I don't love the tagline, though. In this house, if you've seen one ghost, you haven't seen them all. Mm, yeah. Not the best tagline, but I do like the color, the like sunset in the background, and we've got that moon. <laughs> Moons yeah. on posters sell. It is a fun it's poster. Like, they have so many like fine minute details in it too. Like you have to like actually look at each thing, like look in the window, like look at the door. Yeah, I think probably this poster is not taken seriously because of the kind of movie this is, which is like <sighs> a fun comedy versus you know Godfather or something like dramatic. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. This is this is a pretty memorable poster. This is the same one that's on the DVD cover, which I remembered, but I wasn't sure if they had a different poster for the film. 500 Days of Summer has a really fun poster. There's a few different versions of it. They all have like Summer's face a whole bunch of times. It's Zoe Deschanel over and over and over again. There's a blue background, which is the same blue they use throughout the film. There's a big yellow sun. I like the one where it has 
both Zoe and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt on the cover, but I think the theatrical release one may have just had Joseph Gordon-Levitt on the cover doodling, which probably is a better poster because I think the one with both of them makes you think it's going to be more of a rom-com than it actually is. This poster actually kind of prepares you for one boy obsessing over a girl for (laughs) quite a while. Um, Okay, you know what movie was terrible but was a pretty good poster? Was Dan in real life? Oh, you know, I never saw that movie. It wasn't great, but Steve Carell is, like, laying on a pile of pancakes, and you're like, what? Why? Oh, another one where, like, the movie, take it as you will, but the poster is so good for American Pie. You know what you're getting with that poster, but it's also a very uh, influential poster in the world of teen raunchy comedies. (laughs) It it really uh, set something into motion there. Um, Oh, boy, did they. They're still making movies about it. (laughs) I like the cabaret poster. It's the word cabaret written... On its side, uh, you've got the top Liza Minnelli is like doing her pose and she's on top of the lettering. That was quite fun. Oh, and then I wanted to mention uh, Be Kind Rewind is a pretty fun poster. They're like surfing on a VHS coming towards you and it looks very homemade, which the movie is supposed to be homemade movies. And so I thought that was a pretty good poster. Empire of the Sun is a really beautiful poster and so is... Oh, yeah. So is uh, Amadeus Amadeus. Yeah, that's a... It's a good poster. Um, the Amadeus one and, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. That's a good poster. Dial M for Murder, which Bill Gold did, and I think that's such a good poster. Oh my gosh. Rocky Horror is such a miss. Like, the poster itself, the yellow theatrical release poster, is nowhere near as effective as the imagery of just the red lips like with, oh my gosh you're right it's such that a was what they chose. well i mean it was a bomb when it premiered yeah it just looks so like the dvd cover where it's the red lips and tim yes. curry is like in them wow and the the, the words the rocky r picture show are like dripping that is awesome mm-hmm. yes yeah, oh my gosh that is so much better yeah if you want to hear us talk more about bad movie posters or misses we're gonna do a bonus episode coming out on friday i probably could do an entire uh uh, podcast about this maybe we'll do this closer to december but like christmas movies all have the same red bow on them (laughs) and i think i we have love actually to blame for that maybe (laughs) but love actually has a pretty good poster like you're like i'm not getting like their poster i'm not getting one romance i'm getting all the love stories and it's all my favorite actors like that's yeah that's a pretty good one yeah no i i do like that poster (laughs) uh are there any honorable mentions or ones you wanted to do before we get into the last thing there not that i can think of i think the ones that i would have the honorable mentions are probably going to be included in the bill gold segment Okay, so we're real quick going to go through some of this person. Bill Gold did so many of your favorite posters, you guys. He had a 70-year career. His first film that he did the poster for was Yankee Doodle Dandy in 1942, and his last one was called J. Edgar. It came out in 2011. The Yankee Doodle Dandy poster is actually gorgeous. Right away, I was like, oh, that's James Cagney. If you want to look at the posters as we go through them, I will link uh, the Bill Gold Wikipedia in the description, and so you can click on some of the 
ones that we're about to mention. But he did um, the Casablanca poster, mm-hmm. which is pretty memorable. It's all black and white, and then you've got the red lettering Casablanca. Um, yeah. He did. I mean, he's did iconic movies. Oh, yeah. The Streetcar Named Desire one, which I love that poster. I was going to mention it in my favorite posters, but I knew we were going to get to it here. Um, It is such a cool poster. There's a little bit of the drawing on there, but then there's this sort of red box around Brando and Vivian Lee. It's not like overly busy, but there's a lot of, there's still a lot of text that you can get through on it. So you kind of look at it right away because it's easy to look at because of all that white space. But then you look at some of the details. Um, yeah. He did the big and he did rope, which I think he did a phenomenal job with the rope poster. That's, really? that's one of my favorite movies. Okay, I wanted to mention this one because I don't like this poster. Oh, really? I know. Okay, I like the poster at first look. Now, what I don't like about this poster is that I love rope. It's my favorite Hitchcock movie other than North by Northwest is the most fun. This is my favorite, like, oh, you've never seen rope? Let's watch rope. Oh, right, exactly. What I don't like about it, without going into too much about the movie spoiler-wise, is that Jimmy Stewart doesn't really hold the rope. And so... Oh, in the movie, you mean? Yeah, the movie makes it seem like Jimmy Stewart is a murderous character based on this poster, and Mm. that's not entirely accurate. And so I think that that's a bit misleading. Um, Yeah. It is interesting, the sort of hand-drawn nature. You know that's Jimmy Stewart. It's a pretty good drawing. I don't really like the little drawing off to the side. It's um, effective in the same way that the streetcar poster is effective, where you have some hand-drawn, you've got a lot of white space, you know it's Hitchcock, Jimmy Stewart. Like You really shouted out the the, uh, actors and the production, and that's good. But, yeah, it's just misleading to me because it all takes place in one setting, and that setting is not this city that you see here. Although the city is in the background, it's really an apartment. So, Right, and it's, I think, oh gosh, it's like, what, only four shots for the entire movie? Yeah, it looks as if you're watching, what was the one that just came out, 1917 or something? It's like that, where it looks like it's all done in one take, but you can tell a few things where they had to cut to move the reel over. Yeah, but and he also, I mean, this poster, I like this poster. It's very simplistic, but it's also mm-hmm. a, one of my favorite movies, The Big Sleep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big Sleep is another Bill Gold, The Wrong Man, Pajama Game, Gypsy, The Music Man. Oh, gosh, yeah. Music Man is a really beautiful poster. I'm not crazy about the tagline, but he may not have been responsible for that. We're getting ready to blow our horn like we've never blown it before. (laughs) So not crazy about that, but it's really beautiful. I like the one right uh, immediately following it, which is the My Fair Lady poster. Oh, yeah. That's very memorable to me. Yeah, that's a that's a good poster. And then a super memorable one is the Camelot poster. And it says on there, when you click on it, it goes by Bob Peake. That's because Bob Peake and Bill Gold work together on it. So I'm not sure who has what role, but um, it, it's a really, really beautiful drawing. This, to me, is where you get away from the entertainment and the creating profit and just getting into the art of poster making. Like, yeah. it's just a beautiful image. The red hair, I think that's the Guinevere's red hair is gorgeous on that Camelot one. The Barbarella poster is quite good. I mean, it probably could oh, be... Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably could... And it's one of those ones like 50-foot woman. Yeah. It probably could be better, honestly. It would a lot to work with, with like Jane Fonda, very space girl, sexy. Like, you had a lot of good, easy 
material there to work with, but it's a pretty pretty good one. Um, yeah. He did Bullet, the Steve McQueen film. That's a pretty recognizable poster. That makes me think of like um, Easy Rider and a lot of those other uh-huh. late 60s, early 70s. He did the Clockwork Orange one that we mentioned. He did, yes. Um, he did Dirty Harry. That's a pretty cool poster. I really like the gunshot on the front of it. He also did, uh, The Exorcist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Stars, I feel like one. so many of the posters that we've talked about, he's done. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy, just, he really is a legend. Well, that was why I wanted to mention him of all the people. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. Click on the Dog Day Afternoon poster. So there's one, five images, and they're all, like, a clock. And so it looks like high noon where, like, throughout the movie, you're looking at the clock constantly. So Dog Day Afternoon. I've never seen this. I'm Al Pacino. The robbery should have taken 10 minutes, four hours later. The bank was like a circus show. Eight hours later, it was the hottest thing on live TV. 12 hours later, it was history. And it's all true. Oh, my gosh. Like, that makes me really want to see it. Like, very effective (laughs) word placement. The um, circles just going down the middle with, like, a different movie scene in each one that's a really cool idea having done that sort of design in yearbook all through high school i'm really drawn to that kind of a poster mm-hmm. i'm like graphic design really well done there um he did the outlaw josie walls he did platoon oh the Escape last from alcatraz yeah Smokey and the bandit uh, invasion of the body snatchers the last two ones i wanted to talk about were i love this poster so much in two, one of his his uh, third to last film in the year 2000, he did Space Cowboys. And that's a really good uh-huh. poster. It's really beautiful. It's uh, outer space. It's totally black. There's no stars. You see the Earth. And then you see the uh, Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones, Al Sutherland, James Garner. Like, their faces are all lined up there. But I really like the uh, way their faces are shaded. Like, you're getting light on them the way that they would if they were seeing the sun for the, you know, like... um, If they're in a spaceship and they're looking out, you kind of get that lighting on them. And then where it says Space Cowboys, there's this... um, rocket ship spaceship kind of going around it circling around it and it's just like very dramatic this poster is very beautiful and yet it also doesn't stress me out um the way that like the apocalypse now one kind of stresses me out a bit and it's supposed to it's supposed to be unsettling but this one is just very beautiful like it's it's kind of bittersweet nostalgic because you're like okay these are not young astronauts but they're not supposed to be. They're space cowboys. They're going back into space after <laughs> all this time away. And so I think the, the poster captures that well. Um, yeah, he, he said so much with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and the last one that I was going to mention is another Eastwood, uh, Mystic River. Yeah. That poster is pretty good. I will say it's hardly the most innovative poster of all time. It's sort of the reflection of three men but it was enough that i was interested to see the movie and i watched it this year so i I do think it's an effective poster yeah there's something about this poster um that i've seen this poster many times before i've seen the Mm -hmm. movie good movie i don't know what it is but it just it kind of pulls me in and i feel different emotions with it as well i think that's one of the things that i'm kind of impressed by with this poster is just like I can feel like oh gosh I'm anxious but then I'm also mm-hmm. kind of tranquil and like oh like n- not joy but like content 
I think that that's the nature of looking in water is like yeah. this, your Mulan, you're staring at your reflection and you're sort of like thinking of your own memories of looking at water, looking at rivers. But I mean, the river has so many different, something like a river runs through it is similar to this where there's a lot of like bittersweet, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of beauty, uh-huh. beautiful moments. And so this Mystic River one, this poster is like mysterious and dramatic, but like you're saying, it kind of has a calming effect also. Like, cause you, you have to wonder with this poster, are these bodies going to be underwater? Like, you know, they're upside down. Is that symbolic of death in any way? Are they floating in the river? No, wait, they're standing. It's their reflection. They're looking at the water. It's peaceful. Like there's a lot to think about with it it's not just yeah, three men looking at yeah and it's upside down which takes your brain a minute to go what am i seeing oh okay um there's something i learned in film class like i don't know maybe freshman year that always stuck with me and that was once you recognize the image you're no longer interested and so mm. when you're staring at the screen sometimes you're like what is that that i'm seeing and then you stare at it until you figure it out and then you look at something else on the screen a lot of times when you frame a picture in your home you stop looking at it and you might reference it for nostalgia's sake or it makes you happy but you don't like study it once you figured it out and so i think that mystic river one is effective in the way that you're kind of like what is this oh yes oh okay great so (laughs) we are now going to record our bonus episode if you want to listen along that will be released on friday but this was sort of just an introduction to the art of posters as we will be going through them in a bit more depth as the month goes on i am curious about what the world of movie posters will become as we shift from theater Uh to home viewing where like you're getting the thumbnail on the streaming service of your choice as opposed to at the movie theater and you may still have bus stop theater posters or like billboards but instead of the posters where you and I were mentioning like oh you look more at the detail and you look up close and you really appreciate the beauty of like a hand-drawn poster I think you're going to get more posters that are just instantly recognizable because it has to catch your attention as you're deciding what to watch on your TV so I'm curious what that will do to if they'll still make posters right yeah I mean gosh it's, it's a guessing game right now you know what I think tends to be a trend I'm noticing is that they just put the main actor on the front like that sells it for you where you just go oh I know so and so and then you click on it even if they're not the main character of the movie I'm seeing that a lot that was kind of where my computer was telling me that we need to wrap up so (laughs) great okay well thank you for your time Molly and thank you for everyone listening my pleasure Woohoo! okay you guys we'll see you on Friday or next Monday bye